Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, the Light Finger Thief. Today, I'm joined by Logar. I'm Logar the Barbarian, and we're making an adventure? Yes, we are. We've been. <laughs> so we've been rolling up this adventure for a couple weeks now, and we're sitting here trying to look at what we've got from our random roll tables and make some sense of it and flesh it out. We're going to go over the notes we've taken for a minute and kind of talk about some of this stuff and see where we're going with it, I figure. Don't know how far we'll get in 15-minute episode, but we'll get somewhere with it. Yep. Uh, the You go back to the first episode we did was the crystallized, what was it called? The crystallized prison library, I believe we ended up calling that episode. I believe so, yes. So what we found is that there was a partially crystallized prison. And I've started drawing it up and I, I, I've used the model of it to be uh, the model that I've used well, kind of taking the design of this is making it as a dungeon or something for you to go through is the panopticon. So it's a big circle prison. So the center of the prison is going to be a different structure than the actual prison itself, which would be a, a I don't want to say like a, like a, like a circle sphere wall of prison that centers around the watchtower that the guards would look out to see all the prisoners. So they can see prisoners all around. Now, it's no longer a prison, but it is it's partially. A, it's a library now, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking it might be cool to just say that the outside where the prisoners were kept, the cells, that part has been crystallized. Now, when we went a little further the next week, we had the cocoon of the water hag. When we were rolling the random rolling, it was the, the, the black cocoon of the water hag. I kind of want to drop black as the descriptive, mostly because black is so often associated with evil. I mean, there are some questions in the use of that and how it's been used just socially. So I kind of want to avoid that. <laughs> how do you feel about that? Oh, I think that makes sense. You know, we can go with the cocoon of the water hag. I think yeah. having a, a water hag's already foreboding and scary enough for me to not want to wander in there carelessly. Well, we're asking how this thing got crystallized. What if the cocoon is a crystallized cocoon that somehow latched on? to the bottom, the underneath, and crystallize the prison above itself. Yeah, where is this cocoon from? Is it from this earth or is it from outside of the earth? Well, since they're water hags and it's a cocoon, here's what I was thinking. We're going to have to come up with a monster that is in this cocoon that's a water hag. And I figure they shouldn't actually be like water hags from the... Traditional. Yeah, they, they look like a hag of some sort. They look like, I guess, as a hag is kind of a derogatory for an old woman. So they kind of have this weird look where people call them hags or would assume they are. But then at some point in time, it goes into a cocoon. And I'm going to say these things are, how do you, I, here's the idea I had. There's some kind of extra planar creature that have a very long lifespan. And if they can make it long enough to get into the cocoon, they're going to be rebirthed as something very powerful, something along the lines of a dragon or some sort of other powerful extra planar creature and that would give you an incentive to destroy it before it hatches. Because <laughs> if it hatches, you know, it's going to be hard to get rid of at that point. And we're going to assume since it's been crystallized for a while that the, the cocoon stage that it's in probably lasts a while. I don't know if we should have just one or many of these cocoons. I think we'll have to figure that out as we go forward and figure out what kind of stats we give this monster. We could easily model a lot of the stats for the for it in its hag stage and use them almost as, I don't know, like a goblin kind of like fodder for you to fight while you're going around like they're, they're coming in and out. 
since they're water hags, I'm figuring they should probably be somehow associated with or near the water body but of near water the water. Yeah. yeah. But we'll have to see, you know, what level we want to make this adventure to make sure that, <laughs> you know, it's it has elements that are challenging, but not impossible either. And I want to, I want to look at, we have, it's been converted to a fortified temple and the Holy ground. Um, so there's, there's a Holy ground out here oh, and we, yeah, so we, wait, so wait, you're, you move back to the prison library, so we're, we're no longer talking about the cocoon of the waterhead. Yeah, well, the cocoon is I'm I'm, I'm intertwining the two at, the, at this point. So, like, the cocoon is going to have to fit into the prison library as one full adventure, you know what I mean? Right, I think we were going to have the cocoon below the temple originally, yeah. was that the thought? Yeah, so it's so... going to be below there, and, if, and, and since we're asking how it was crystallized, I'm thinking that the cocoon, the crystallization of the cocoon somehow crystallizes the prison itself. And I'm thinking that it's only the prison area that the center that would be the watchtower is not since it's only partially crystallized. Right. And the map that I drew up has a, has a larger wall around the prison itself, the Panopticon, because that would make sense if you have this big old prison and it's supposed to be a fortified area as one of the things we rolled on random rolling. That would be pretty fortified. You have this like triple wall essentially, <laughs> yeah. that you'd have to get into. I was like, don't be late returning your library books either. You know, this is a fortified library as well, too. <laughs> it might not be open to the public. It may be just something that they mostly focus on within the religion that they have there. That's true. One of the things that we rolled up was a relic, a statuette formed from the hand of a deity. We have a lot of things that are coming from bones and remains of, of people. So I'm thinking that somewhere along the line, the art style and stuff like that, and the way that they're constructing things, this religion or cult we're gonna have to look at that now and what this relic is and the pertinence of this relic we have to probably figure out <laughs> for this to make any sense well you know the the religion may not be related to the uh, water hags it might be something totally different well the relic would be related to the religion the relic would be related to the religion but um, the cocoon of the water hag and the religion itself may not be connected they may not be unaware of the water hags presence underneath as being what turned or crystallized the the prison is what i'm thinking i was like we have mysteries upon mysteries here <laughs> we might have to carve out like a timeline of events for this area so that we can get it mapped out properly and at the same time yeah i think that that the timeline might be the proper thing to go in and, and start writing up of how this occurs yeah, because right. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of different elements where it's coexisting on the same location. However, they may have existed at different times. Obviously, the uh, cocoon may have been around for quite a while, potentially, because they're still, I don't know, whatever, baking and changing <laughs> into the cocoon. While on top, there was what a prison that eventually became a library that became part of this religion. I mean... And then we have a harbinger of death. Yes. So... The Harbinger of Death, I'm assuming, is going to be an NPC. And I think that one thing we talked about was that's not necessarily someone who's evil, but someone who's warning of death to come. And perhaps that death to come could be the cocoon opening and what's coming from it. That would that's make true. some sense. And that, that would make sense. Being death. That could give your party like, oh, we got to stop it before it hatches. What happens if you don't stop it before it hatches? So there's a couple options there when you're running the game to play with. 
I'm curious who our NPC should be because the Harbinger of Death also had, as we as we rolled out in the early one, what was it? Investigator asked too many questions. An inquisitor. There was an inquisitor that was associated with the uh, Messenger of Death potentially. So was there a reason? Did we did, for some reason did we roll something that kept them in opposition to the Harbinger of Death, the Inquisitor? I mean, we would need to go check back the numbers. <laughs> we'll have to but, listen to the episode again to figure it out. But I was I was kind of leaning that way. And I think that maybe the Inquisitor should be someone related to the religion that currently oc- occupies the crystallized prison library slash turned temple. <laughs> well, you know, it'd be interesting as well, too, because we could create some sub-factions here as well in regards to you know, there's the religion, there's the Inquisitor, there's the main group, there's the uh, water hags below ground. There's several factions that we're dealing with now. Let's do that. Give me a second. I want you to say that again. Listen, I'm going to type up the factions while you list them off and we'll see what factions we have. And I'm going to do it at the end here. All right. I feel that that would help. I'm going to do it at the very beginning here. Factions. All right. So this is factions. So one faction is going to be the Inquisitor faction and his re- you know, his posse. <laughs> Inquisitor and folks. Yep, Inquisitor <laughs> and folks. And then the Harbinger of Death is obviously loosely linked to that faction as well. I think that they should be at odds to make it more interesting. <laughs> the, 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 they can be, but like I said, we're just listening at the possible factions and then we'll yeah. figure out the relation to each other. So we have the Inquisitor and his posse, the Harbinger of Death. We have the actual group that's on site. The actual religion, the religious, the actual religious order, uh, sector order, correct. And then we have, we may have some librarians, and which are part of the religious order as well, too, because it's a library. You know what I was thinking? I've been to like churches, and, and I know how religions can be. I think there should be a division within the religion. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll put the religious order and librarians. And maybe yep. assume that there are that that they are two different factions of the religion, and yep. that that can give you some stuff to work with while you're while you're running this. The water hags, and then the water hags below ground are a faction that no one's a, a, aware of, but it could be linked to the harbinger of death faction. It could be, or it could. I, I have an idea for that one. I I'm gonna. I think that they should be their own faction. And if they're below ground and traveling up and down the water, they also might be showing up nearby areas next to rivers and streams. So maybe it's not known that these things are actually below the ground and that people are running into them out and about occasionally. I don't think there should be too many of them. But at first, when they pop up in the adventure, they're not related to what's going on down there. It takes a while to figure that out. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so spoilers, spoilers are plenty in this. So right now I have five factions, the Inquisitor and folks, the Harbinger yep. of Death, the Religious Order, and the Librarians, which is going to be two different factions within the Religious Order itself, and then the Water Hag, whatever's going on there. So right. uh, taking into account your player party as well, we're going to have to devise what each faction wants what their goal the objective is and their goals. And how it relates yep. to the adventure when you start running that so that's something we're going to have to flesh out i think that the that the harbinger of death i'd like to see somebody who's perhaps 
they're knowledgeable of the problem. They know about the water hags and they know about the cocoon beneath the prison. The relationship to the religion that's here, I don't think they should be part of it, but removed, which no. is, might be a reason why they're not taken nicely by the religion. Correct. So in terms of the possible allyships, the Inquisitor and Harbinger of Death would be closer together. Their religious order and librarians would be closer together. And then the water hags would be a standalone against everybody. <laughs> I think I would like to see the Inquisitor and the Harbinger of Death be at odds for some reason, but I don't know what that reason is 100% yet. Uh, just because it gives an interesting, you get multiple factions. And when the player characters come into this, I want them to be running into all these different factions with their own. What's the word I'm looking for? Their own, their own uh, desires, wants. Um, a, sure, they're going to have their own goals and objectives for the for, for the uh, adventure itself. The players are going to have to determine. You know, who do we go with here? Who do we trust? Who do we side with? Who do we side yes. with? Those are my favorites. <laughs> now the thing is, you know, we'll need to develop some adventure hooks for the party to encounter this. It could be that maybe they're traveling and they bump into the Inquisitor on the road, or maybe the village where the town is having issues with... Uh, water hags. Water hags. I think that... So we should probably have a little chart of rumors. And one of the things could be that the water hags are causing problems somewhere. I know that talked about food in our random role, and perhaps they're seeking yep. what it is they're feeding the cocoon perhaps the cocoon's still eating and they're trying to get food for themselves in the cocoon i think that should be going after something either it could be you know people vanishing and disappearing or cattle vanishing and disappearing might be a more interesting way to go than just people but we have one of those two things yep so i've added adventure hooks as a starting point so as they come out here in this area and the town that we're going to put them at they're hearing rumors of cattle cattle or people or perhaps even both we'll determine as we go forward <laughs> vanishing we probably need so let's do some rumors in regards to the harbinger of death perhaps one of the rumors just is there's there's somebody who showed up in town and they're proselytizing end times type thing saying the world's right you know something horrible is going to destroy the world yep i added that the what I'm calling the prophet, the of, prophet doom. of doom <laughs> and people probably are looking down on the prophet of doom. Oh, he's, he's crazy. She's crazy. He's She's a conspiracy a, yeah, theories. Conspiracy. There's nothing coming out of the ground. There's no crystallized cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those are a couple little rumors we can start with while putting this together. And the end goals of this, you know, I try to write these uh, like I like it to be a little sandboxy and let people decide where they're going. So we have a few different things here. We have a powerful relic, which we're going to have to flesh out. We have the crystallized cocoon, and those are two good end goals. Perhaps one of the rumors should have to do with the powerful relic that's hidden somewhere out there. Maybe even able to replay this focusing on different adventure hooks at different times, like maybe going after the powerful relic and or the cocoon could be two different objectives here. Or maybe we can intertwine the two together. Like the powerful relic could be used to destroy the cocoon. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming over time. Uh, after I edit this and cut it down a little bit, we might be under time, but I think we're about where we need to, need to be for the day. Good. That's about all we have today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. And those of you that have, thank you so much. 
We're on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I am on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. Your support would be greatly appreciated. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. And keep an eye on Patreon. We hope to release, you know, parts of this module here on Patreon first.